0: Welcome to Eurovision Song Context. This is a podcast that tries to get to the bottom of what makes an ESC submission successful. It's a tour of taste, identity, and the ins and outs of ESC. In every episode, I chat with a special guest, and we eventually talk about two or three Eurovision submissions we really loved or really didn't. It's episode eight. I'm Bradley, and I'm joined today by ice dancers and Olympic hopefuls, Eva Pate and Logan Bai. They've recently done a routine based on river dance. We'll talk about what ice dance and Eurovision have in common, costumes, Johnny Weir, and then we'll chat about some iconic submissions from this year, including Carija, Luke Black, Blanca Paloma, and Mimi Cat. This time, I encourage you to go to the show page at Eurovision FM and see Logan and Ava's River Dance routine, their Hunger Games routine, and their Britney Spears' Justin Timberlake routine. Links are also in your podcast description. Welcome, Ava and Logan.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having
2: us. Yeah, thank you so much for having us.
0: No, I'm excited about it. I should tell listeners that I found you through an algorithm, yeah, <laughs> through YouTube. That was like, you know, you're gonna really love this river dance performance. And I had assumed that you were Irish.
1: yeah. Uh, but yes. that is not. Yeah.
0: Do, do you get? Do you get that a lot?
1: I think it's no. more prominent from this year. I'll be seeing as we yeah, Okay.
2: But like, we have a lot of Irish ancestry. And- yeah. All
0: right. So you are ice dancers, and we'll go through that in a minute. And you are on this podcast because you did an amazing river dance performance. (laughs) Thank you. We'll talk about about that and some of your other performances as well, because I think they dovetail really well with Eurovision. But first, can you explain to listeners what the rules of ice dance are? So what makes ice dance different from like singles or pairs?
1: Yeah, Absolutely. So ice dance is probably the most skating skill driven discipline of yeah. uh, figure skating. Uh, we have some rules that involve lifts that are a little bit different from pairs where we cannot extend our arms completely straight over our head. Um, we're allowed to keep them bent, but other than that, that's a small change from pairs, obviously diff- different from freestyle. We're not allowed to do jumps or at least, um.
2: Actually, more than one and a half rotations
1: yeah um because we do now have an element called the choreo assisted jumps and so we're allowed to do one and a half but not more than that long um, so like okay. axles are possible but it would be under a certain element but there's some all other little small things
2: yeah definitely more skating skills yeah i always tell everybody we're like the best skaters out of the bigger skaters <laughs>
0: yeah um Full disclosure, um, I was a skater when I was super young, so I'm from Colorado Springs, and that's uh, where the Olympic Training Center is for our European listeners, which is most of us probably, and um, probably in the prehistoric era, but I probably came up in the era where jumps were getting more and more popular, and all of my teachers would say, no, it's not about jumps, it's about footwork. (laughs) So. That's real skating. Real skating yep. is footwork. Yes. So that's you two, yeah?
2: That's ice dance. You know, Our that's whole ice discipline ice is footwork and trying ice. to be uh, super emotional and all the fun stuff.
0: <laughs> Who did you
2: like when you
0: were coming up? So you're Olympic hopefuls. I mean, I should say that. You're, you're Olympic hopefuls. We're
1: crossing our fingers, mm-hmm. working as hard as we can. Absolutely.
0: Well, I don't see how you could possibly go wrong <laughs> with your amazing skills and river <laughs> dance. I mean, not that you might... I don't know if if I would perform that at the Olympics but we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> so, um yeah, who who did you look up to when you were young skater? Um
2: I looked up to Gracie Gold when I was coming up she was in the 2014 Olympics. Um yeah. so I would have been 14 years old and then also Marilyn Charlie, they were an ice dance team also in 2014. But they were um just so pretty to watch and had so much energy and I really enjoyed watching them when I was younger. Yeah, all right.
1: Logan? I was going to say, it was funny, I grew up as a freestyler, and so I did a lot more jumps, and so for me, it was Michael Weiss, um, who was a skater Mm -hmm. a long time ago, and I actually grew up in Colorado Springs as well, so there was a lot more of a freestyle background. Um, There was an ice dance program there, but it wasn't as strong as their freestyle program, and so it wasn't until I was around 11 that I had really gotten into ice dance and um, wanted to pursue that more.
0: Do you get that in ice dance, there has to be like a um, real connection with the couple? Do you get that more than in, than in pairs, for example? Yeah. Do, do yes. people expect that?
1: There's a lot more emotion okay. involved. And I think because we skate a lot more together, like physically, we're actually interacting a lot more. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. definitely got to be something there um, as far as just connection together, being able to actually look at each other a little bit more. I think with pairs, you can look at each other, but it's more for a timing thing. It's not so much for emotion. Mm-hmm. It's nice because I think pairs has evolved a little bit to involve a little bit more emotion, um, but it's still stronger within a nice dance. And so to have that connection uh, is definitely really
2: important. Yeah, but I don't think they need to be like romantically involved, no. <laughs> but have some sort yeah. of like friendship. Yeah. Can you tell when they don't have chemistry?
0: Because um, I remember an Italian ice dance couple, I can't remember for the life of me who they were, but they just did not, they, they literally just <laughs> really did not like each other. And I guess is the it? opposite end of that is like, what Torval and Dean that are like right. still skating yeah. however many years on, where they are just so connected that you can't even, but have you ever seen it the opposite way where like, you know, they just clearly don't get on?
1: I think it's pretty rare in an or at least where you'd see it on television um, or where it's popular. Usually the teams might break up or there's gonna be other problems where you wouldn't really see it.
2: Or oh, it's in like the tryout period too. Like you have to say to yourself, How am I going to get along with this person? Do our work ethics align? It's all part of the tryout problem mm-hmm. before you commit to the team.
0: You two look like you really enjoy like the theatrical part because <laughs> I think I mean, again, full disclosure, I went from um, ice dance to track and field, which is a, which where you don't, um, you know, to vaulting and jumps there where you don't have to look happy. You can (laughs) just look stressed out, you know, while you're, while you're doing whatever you need to do, you don't have to be telegenic or, and when I look back on old school skating, I definitely, um, there's that, especially just women's skating, there's that aspect of ballet to it you know you have to be live and thin and you know there's like a lot of classical music and i think all of that covers up like the athleticism that you really have to have do you get that these days or is that something that you don't because you know your your routines are fierce right your routines yeah. are fierce by by old standards
1: it depends on what you're going for i think with ice dance there's always been a push for looking the best um not just as far as skating skills go, but also in terms of, um, your aesthetics and whether you're actually making the lines and physically looking good as well. One of the funny things about competition and not that we make fun of the other disciplines because it, like for freestyle, for example, you can show up in practice clothes and you can show up kind of looking a little disheveled because you're there to do your work. Um, but in a yeah. nice You go
2: to a personal practice and everybody's in their costumes, full hair, full makeup, just for practice which is kind of crazy, but... <laughs> yeah.
0: So that reminds me a little bit of ballroom, right? Yes. That makes That is the dance part. That reminds me a lot of ballroom, like the that constant having, you know, the...
1: You're the, always on show.
0: Being presented. Yeah. 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 I think there's a fine line sometimes between um, the masculinity that is involved in doing all of that stuff yeah. and like being... Um, you know, is there, a, is there a point where you feel that, like Ava's the main thing that people are looking at because I don't know like the costuming and all of that like in in skating is is do you feel like the female is the central part of it and you are like there to make her I don't know you're Fred and Ginger aren't you you're Fred Astaire (laughs) and Ginger Rogers and you're Fred no yes
1: so thanks that's kind of the goal I think one thing that has always been not hammered but something that I've believed in a little bit is that I'm there to support her I'm there to support Ava, uh, support the team as much as I can if the, the program that we're taking on kind of shows more of a male lead, then obviously that may change a little bit for last year for Riverdance in particular, I think that it was more of Ava's league mm-hmm. or more of the female lead. So in that sense, I kind of took on more of a just support, um, kind of persona or support character. Yeah. So I think it just depends on the program that you're trying to do the, what you're trying to portray. It was the same with Hunger Games, actually, and I think most progressions mm. may take more of a female lead. I think as a male eye sensor, there are certain movements that I make or that I feel more comfortable with that as a male skater makes sense. Um, but otherwise, it's pretty... What are
0: your What are your odds, Logan, of drawing, I guess, a I guess, uh, routine where you are not the supporting character?
1: I guess that was 50-50. a little bit... Well, 50, 50, 60, really. 40. Our first program <laughs> okay. that we had skated together, I think, took more of a 50, 50 beat. So it was yeah. half me, half Ava. Um, I don't think there's going to be many mm-hmm. where I take the full lead. I think one thing that yeah. we've kind of explored a little bit was a Charlie Chaplin program. So maybe that may be one where I take a little bit more of it. So
0: some of your other routines, you had a Brilliant Hunger Games routine, which you talked about. With an amazing costume change, there's a costume change. Spoiler alert, um, and an amazing lift as well. So, there's also the river dance routine, which we will talk about coming up. And you've got a um, a Brittany and Justin routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So something that we talk about on the podcast a lot is um, culture, and I always try to stay away from taste, but of course, taste is you know, central to Eurovision and I suppose central to skating as yeah. well. And I think when I imagined the taste level, and that's air quotes because people have different tastes. So, right. you know, what some people like, other people's do- other people don't. When you were thinking about putting together an in-sync Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake-based uh, skating routine, did you, how did that
2: happen? How did that happen? <laughs> so... For the rhythm dance every year usually we get some sort of theme or pattern dance that we have to follow. So that year it was the blues pattern dance and then hip hop or swing or like modern street dance. And okay. we really loved Crimea River by Justin Timberlake. Like just like the this whole vibe of the song good. was good. And
1: it was kind of interesting because also at that time there was a lot of stuff going on with Britney and being able to quote unquote free Britney because she was still on the concert or conservatorship. Um, so it's kind of funny how it aligned that way, mm-hmm. but we had actually reached out to Ava's mom and she kind of helped us with finding some music and what kind of theme we wanted to do. Ava's actually quite the hip hop dancer. Um, I had to kind of work on it at the time, <laughs> but it was, it was a really fun program I think we just wanted to roll with the dynamic that justin had at the time
2: well because cry Me river is about britney spears so that's why where i came in i was britney spears i like had this really cool costume and it had pants so i was excited for that because normally yeah, i was i was gonna so... mention the pants actually yeah. <laughs> i
0: was gonna mention the pants that um so you know, I have to consider now years on what looks brave. And to me, that looks brave. The pants look brave to me, but they also look better because you can see the synchronization of your yes. footwork so much more clearly with the black and black, you know. It, is. it looks really crisp, I think. I think my question is in the execution, I think that could have gone really wrong. Um, so I I when when somebody said Britney I thought oh dear heavens are they going to bring back like the pigtails <laughs> and the the um right. the, the skirt the, the the pleated skirt right and I thought this yeah. could just be So I mean did you think what did you what were you, were you worried about the execution at all and were you also concerned about how the judges would see this cuz they must be in their I mean Britney and Justin must be like really nostalgic for them I don't know <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had done a lot of research as far as costuming. Um, and actually, her mom, again, helped us.
2: Yeah, one it. of the shirts was... My, my shirt was from one of her music videos. And it was made in a different color. So it wasn't exactly the same. And then my pants was from... It was a picture of a show she did. And we kind of copied it like that way. But I don't think... I was nervous to wear pants or anything. I mean, it definitely shows the lines more. It, show you, it shows your knees and all that stuff.
1: As far as license goes, we always, again, try to look our best aesthetically. So whether the lines look any different, um, it's really hard. I mean, we do practice in pants, so we do see a lot more that way. So for us, I think it was a little bit more natural. It's definitely a little more on a rare occasion.
0: Let me put it this way. I don't know what international judges would think anymore i don't know what the international judge situation is would you make difference would you make a different decision perhaps if you were in an international audience rather than a a, a, you know a panel of american judges does that Mm -hmm. make sense would you think that they would want more traditional choices i'm assuming these choices are not traditional yeah
2: it's weird because i actually feel like it's more the international judges like tend to be a little bit more open yes And the American judge okay. is like the more traditional.
1: Yeah, It's a little bit different in ice stance, or at least from what our experience has been. Um, we've had a little bit more success with costuming and everything outside of the United States, um, which has been a little bit, like I said, different, but yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, Justin and Brittany, I already know there's going to be that even male, female yep. balance, right. Which, which is really pleasant. It's. Hunger Games similar. Um that brings us to Riverdance. Nothing more male dominated than Michael Flatley, I suppose, mm-hmm. right? It's uh Absolutely. if you're going to yeah, so how did how did that happen? And spoiler alert, I'm imagining this happened in some kind of like um pitch meeting (laughs) like do you know what international judges will love they're gonna love some river dance this is gonna be like a crowd pleaser it's just gonna be a crowd pleaser right is that how it happened
1: well so yeah a little bit yes we had a meeting with our coaches and we do this every year where we kind of say okay this is the music we're thinking of this is what we want to do and the coaches also come up with their ideas um as far as what they're seeing us do as well they do prefer us coming up with ideas because they really want us to be the driver of the program and at the time hmm. it was funny because one of our coaches, Pasquale, was talking about, okay, let's, we liked the theme. Um, and what we did with hunger games of having that theme of having our characters, we figured out it worked really well, um, it worked really well for us. It seemed like it went across well with the public and with the judges and everyone else. So when he was kind of giving us ideas, Egyptian had come up, Riverdance had come up, um, and it was funny cause we kept coming back to Riverdance and we were like, wow, it would be really fun. Um, and seeing as we both have a little bit of heritage there, it seemed like it was very fitting and it was funny because this was all before the Olympics or before Igor had gone away.
2: Yeah. Our head coach, one of our head coaches, uh, went to the Olympic with another team. So we were back with our other head coach and our other, like our other coaching staff and Igor was kind of against Riverdance, but then when he left to go to the Olympics, we choreographed it and started doing it. And then when he came back, he actually ended up loving it and we kept it.
0: How did you find Riverdance? So I am assuming, we've been talking a lot about skating. I'm assuming that you uh, don't know anything about Eurovision or didn't know anything about Eurovision until I contacted
1: no, you. No, I- Actually, I... It was the first time we really heard about it.
0: Yeah. Um, so as listener, listeners will love, <laughs> um, I think about every other episode is I talk to somebody who Complete. knows a lot about something and it is not Eurovision. <laughs> um, so that's all right. So, um, how did you find Riverdance?
1: I thought it was stunning. I actually had never seen it before the mm-hmm. idea had come up of us skating to it. Something that we had talked about as well was kind of incorporating a little bit of, and I think it was from 1998 when Shaylin Bourne and Victor Kratz had their Olympic River Riverdance program. And so we had wanted to bring in elements, a little bit of that, Jason Brown, another skater. A male skater in freestyle I'd skated to it.
0: twenty four. But it how Sorry, been done do you mean in a while? Do you mean to the music, but like with the style as well?
1: A little bit, yes. Are there and other are good. there other
0: skating Michael Flatleys out there? I guess that's what I'm asking.
1: A little bit, yes. It's kind of funny because okay. within ice dance, we really focus on the dance part of it and it makes sense because it's ice dance. Freestyle is a little bit more challenging to bring in elements of
2: like I that think a specific
1: dance in general. Um, and so that's where we tried to give a little bit more to it um, than maybe what a freestyle could do. Uh, so yes, to answer your question, there may be other Michael Fightleys out there. In my um, no!
2: No! <laughs> Logan, you're it.
1: <laughs> just me, you no. Know? But yeah, no, it was really cool because we did go see it recently again, and it was really, really interesting. I mean, I just, I loved it. It was cool.
0: When was the first time you heard about Riverdance and where? How did Riverdance enter your life? So you're in your early 20s. I'm just wondering how this remnant of like really seriously, truly, honestly, deeply times past found you at all.
2: I think I remember the first time I heard about it was when Jason Brown did it in 2014. He skated to it in 2014. But that was the first time I ever heard it. I was like, wow, this is really cool music. It's a great story. You know, maybe one day. (laughs) So I think you to- wants- right.
0: Okay. Yeah, you're your storytellers. You're storytellers.
2: Yeah. All right. But I think that's the um, first time I heard about it. Did
0: did you worry about the the amount of footwork? So I mean, for me river dance is like Irish dance is like tap, isn't it? I mean, for an American it's like tap. Yes. And so
2: mm-hmm. you know, your
0: feet are restricted on skates. So did you was that a challenge, like translating all of those the, the the tappy Irish bits into a skating routine? We
1: had started off ice
2: with our had no dance coach training
1: whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um and so we'd started off ice with just our shoes or kind of more of our feet. And it was kind of funny because we were attempting everything on ice and it was very clear that it was totally different on the ice and with boots and everything, because boots are pretty heavy. Yeah. Not to say that tap shoes aren't.
2: Well, Well, the ice is slippery so we have to stay more on our toe picks when we do the irish steps
1: exactly yeah
0: and of course uh figure skates are curved yes Mm -hmm. they're not flat yeah so yeah
1: okay um so was a little bit different but we worked with our coaches i mean it was a long process of figuring out what elements of river dance we wanted
2: we could do on the ice
1: yeah and what was possible even on the ice because even then i think it's very restrictive It's especially different when you're trying to do something in place on the ice versus when you're gliding and still trying to make the dance happen. Just because of different parts of the blade or actually different parts of your foot that you put your weight on, it's going to be totally different on and off the ice.
0: Sure. I was watching some of the commentary um, and I was really surprised at how positive the commentary is You know, in comparison to times past when it was just really catty and pretty brutal. So do you do you feel like you 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 get a good reception out there? I guess what I'm is what I'm saying. Or have you looked back at old at old skating routines and gone like, wow, that's rough?
1: I think the commentary hasn't always been very positive. Um, at least as far as for us, for us that we've experienced, I
2: which has really been run into. nice.
1: Yeah, we haven't personally run into any problems necessarily or some bad commentary as far as like, oh, like that wasn't the best thing said but I know it does exist um we Mm -hmm. were really it was funny because after we competed we went back and rewatched ourselves and obviously we had the commentary from Johnny Weir um yeah and it's always it was funny because we
2: well because we don't hear it yeah and then we go
0: back and watch it and it's like oh my god did you like Johnny Weir's commentary? It was it was very constructive. Yeah. I do. Yeah.
1: I think I was a little bit concerned at first because I was thinking to myself well Johnny Weir is a freestyler. Um I don't know how much he's going to be able to comment on the ice itself, but I think he did an excellent job of commenting on the actual performance as a whole.
2: But that's yeah. his that's his specialty yeah, is really performance. performance. He's a great performer. So I love getting criticism from him.
0: Yeah, which is probably why he did Eurovision for Peacock. Exactly.
1: And I think as far as the public goes, they're looking more at the performance anyway, in general, they don't really necessarily want to know about, okay, this element was done correctly, or this part of uh, performance was correct. Technically, they want to know more about how it was done in total.
0: So I was going to ask you about that. Does that bum you out? So clearly, I mean, there are sports that have um, storytelling bit to them um i i'm not wired that way right i think i would just fail if i were <laughs> re- required to do that right if i had to just like smile perennially and and do a costume change i think that's it's not in my personality to do that cool. but i know sports especially like let's say synchronized swimming where you have to wear makeup and be wet and come out of the water kind of yeah. you know t- there's like a story element there yeah. as well yes. i mean clearly ice stands would not be the same if everyone just showed up in the same outfit, like, let's say, black black slacks, white top, and you were just looking at the elements. So I guess how, not from a fan point of view, because Logan's just addressed that, but how much is the aesthetic part, I guess, is what I'm asking for you when, when it yeah, comes to planning it's hard and execution. Because the
2: judges aren't really supposed to judge our costumes or, like, makeup. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're supposed... supposed-
1: it's judged more on how your skating skills are how the elements are done so it's a little bit more technical
2: so the costuming and the makeup and the hair that's more for the audience and for anybody watching and like yourself yeah like make it right
1: like. i mean you want to feel good i think as far as river dance goes we probably put in for both just our skating and for the aesthetic part. So costuming, hair, just music composition in general, uh, because Riverdance obviously does have multiple pieces of music. And so figuring out what pieces of music we particularly want to skate it to, because we only have four minutes to skate, um, Hmm. kind of putting everything together into that was probably about 50-50.
2: Yeah. But I think also like the day of a competition when you're getting ready, like you're getting your hair done, putting your makeup on, putting your costume on. You really take it all in and it helps you to be the character that you're trying to portray on the ice. Okay.
0: Okay. Um, I suppose this brings me to uh, Eurovision, but of course, because of course a lot of what we're talking about has a real, um, I mean, I imagine that skating fans and Eurovision fans, if there was like a Venn diagram, it'd just be like a circle on top of another circle, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, And of course, Eurovision wouldn't be the same. Of course, it's the same. Judges are supposed to judge the songs.
1: It was a little bit different than we were expecting. Not that we were expecting anything because we hadn't really heard about Eurovision beforehand. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was really cool to see the performances. There was different energy um, between each performance as well. And I think I agreed with saying a lot of the top five performances seemed like they would be top five or obviously around that. Mm -hmm. So,
2: I liked looking at all the costumes. <laughs> they were cool. Which, which costumes
0: did you like in particular?
2: I really liked Portugal's costumes and uh, Finland, the pink. Oh, for this song.
0: year. Okay, we'll get to this year. Oh, we'll yeah, get okay. to this year. We'll, okay, so yeah, perfect. So we are now going to look at the the acts that we're going to talk about in this episode, right? So I should tell uh, listeners that fans picked these Ava and Logan. So the fans the fans have picked what they would like you to look at, and we are going to look at staging and costumes. We have two professionals here. We've got Ava and Logan who know everything about staging and everything about costumes. Okay, they're professionals.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: and uh first up, we're going to look at Cha Cha Cha. So how did you two feel about Cha Cha Cha?
2: It was a really good energy. I felt like okay. The whole time they were going a thousand percent, the whole time from the beginning to the end, the dancers, the singers. I, it was interesting though, because it wasn't something that you normally see. So it was interesting to me.
0: In the staging or in the music?
2: Ooh, I think the staging. I like the song too. So is it, we're judging, not like judging, like we're not judges, but <laughs> it's the performance and then like the props and stuff or is it
0: you're welcome yeah. to talk about anything you'd like to but i mean fundamentally on the night uh Karija is going to you know he's got he's got less than a month and we looked at the national final staging so this is what he's gone to the national final with uh, what you saw yeah and i don't know are you, would you would you keep the cha-cha dancers for example did you like the cha-cha dancers i did dancers, like the cha-cha the
2: dancers
1: it's as a from a design standpoint I remember learning or, and I do believe that it's not when you can add more things to the, you know, or more components to the final product. It's when you feel like you can't take anything else away. And so if it, if you take those dancers away, does it actually take away from the performance? I think to me, it would. I agree with it, but I think having them in there adds more. Um, so it's kind of figuring out kind of, to me, the simplest but obviously most complete final product that you can do. I think when it's too messy um, or when it's just too much, it can get a little bit overwhelming, overbearing for a lot of the viewers um, or for the judges, for anyone that's watching. But when you take away a component and it makes it, I don't know, a little bit less and you feel like something's missing, then that's where you'd want to keep that. And I think the dancers, I personally like them.
0: You like them. Okay. Would you take away the... um... The green, with the, the pleather <laughs> green bolero with 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 the choker. Would you take
2: that away then? I would take that away. I don't think it's adding anything.
1: It was different. It's, for the, it's
2: the line green, but it's a little yeah. a little different.
1: Um, I like the color difference. I did like the green versus the pink when the there is, I think, as far as shaping goes, it is very interesting. It again, you're gonna find people that like it. You're gonna find people that don't like it. But I think that comes down to preference. One thing I think that's really important to remember is you're not judging it at least, okay, so as far as ice dance goes and something that's hard to explain, I think a little bit, but as a judge, they have to focus on how river dance or how your performance compares to what they deem or see as river dance. So they're not judging our river dance versus a tango. They're judging our river dance based on what they know as a river dance so their ideal river dance how okay. do we compare to it so as far as Kareja's cha-cha goes like how does that compare to another cha-cha or how does that compare to what they people see it and so i'm not sure if that's how it's kind of done
0: i'm fascinated actually by this um yeah what are you judging something against this is not i mean when they pulled when when my fan when the fans pulled cha-cha-cha which is possibly my least favorite song this year <laughs> i um and i'm i'm in the hold on i'm in the minority let me see right now what the bookies have as as cha-cha-cha as right now the bookies have cha-cha-cha at a 15 percent chance of winning eurovision
1: okay
0: um which is you know not that low actually it's second in the running right now uh behind the uh, loreen who sings okay. tattoo um Loreen's a previous winner by the way yeah. so she's she's is coming she in hot
1: with uh euphoria
0: yeah, she won. With, oh, look at you! Yes, yes, she won with Euphoria. Um, but yeah, I don't know what to call Cha Cha Cha. Is it is it dance? Is it right. house? I don't even know what to call this song. What I mean, I think it's the pretty theme. squarely pop. Once it once it changes, it switches out somewhere into kind of yeah. a typical pop song, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I actually hadn't considered Cha Cha dancers until they brought it out. For Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. I hadn't considered no. it a Cha Cha until the dan- dancers came out. I
1: agreed. So yeah. No, I do remember watching it and I liked that they included it. I think it wasn't clear what genre that it was or and that was one part where like as far as Latin dance goes, if it was a cha cha cha, it truly was, then maybe the song or something could change to make that a little bit more clear to the audience.
0: Fair enough. Excellent. Next we have up uh, Serbia Luke Black, Samo samo Mise Spava. Uh Serbia. How did you two feel about this? This is another choice that like I can see why the fans chose these made these choices.
1: I remember this one being a little bit so I liked the beginning with it being calm, but I remember there being a lot of um visual effects, I think there was. Um a little bit different for me.
2: And like the like the hoses are oh, oh yeah, he's got everyone
0: right, on connected up to yeah, yeah, there's like some kind of little bit of a strange alien vibe going. Yeah. A bit of a, yeah.
1: yeah. It like
0: seemed, a science fiction kind of a vibe.
1: As far as because if I remember correctly, um, or if I'm on the right track here, it was it had to do with sleeping and going back to sleep. Um, so it seemed a little bit dreamlike in that sense. Mm-hmm. At the same time what A was bringing up is kind of like this alien vibe going on. Um, that was a little bit of dissonance to me. Um So kind of this difference between the song and performance being, I guess, more driven by either sleep or alien slash maybe it was both. I mean, maybe part of it was like, okay, two was kind of helping them go back to sleep.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, there is a thing with Eurovision 2 where you wonder whether... Whether the contestants are just trying to do more to not get lost, you know, if they get placed in the middle of a semifinal, are they just trying to do more so that you remember it by the time you have to vote, right? So that's that. I was wondering, like, is that strategic? Because it doesn't seem to, like, tie in so much with the song.
2: For skating, Um, everybody always says less is more. All the time. (laughs) So. Oh, This is a really controversial thing at Eurovision
0: because like is less more or is more more, right? Like how do you get, how do you succeed, right? So um, I think the most scary thing you can probably do at Eurovision is um, just be dressed in black alone with a spotlight at a mic, right? Which is terrifying. Um, Yeah, which is what the Netherlands did last year to great effect. They were really quite good. Okay, so yeah, I'm definitely getting um, uh, industrial art Vibes from Luke Black. Yeah. I don't know how he's going to do. Let's, yeah, I don't know how that's going to do, but I, I mean, I I like him. I don't know if I'm going to vote for him, but I <laughs> like him. Um, and he's apparently really great in concert, so I don't know. Okay. Uh, okay. Next up, Spain. Blanca Paloma. I actually yeah, really, yeah. Spain. I re- I
1: really like Spain. I really, you really like Spain, actually. I do like its simplicity. It was a little bit different at first. I was interested. I like the costumes being simple as well.
2: You like the beginning it was too. Red and
1: I did like the beginning. And when I wasn't sure as as far as the performance goes, I feel like there could have been a little bit more. Um, and maybe that was just because when we were kind of judging everything, it was started out with the cha cha, um, and then we saw Serbia obviously uh, with blue black. So there was a lot there, and then Spain kind of narrowed it down and brought it into more about, I think, the song and. Less about necessarily the energy or the performance, so I feel like there could be a little bit more there. More, what would you add? It seemed a little static to me. Someone more dancing. Yeah,
2: maybe
1: (laughs) I would say more elements as in, maybe more lights. Um I don't know. I haven't given that one too much thought.
0: That's all right. You're you're allowed to not overthink it. How about you, Ava?
2: I liked Spain also. I thought it was simple, clean, nice, but I don't know if that's enough to win.
0: I What I am getting from Spain is like a folklore because like sometimes European countries will drag out like some really folkloric, like old school. I- I'm getting a really old school vibe yeah. um, from Spain. I always wonder if that can be a little kitschy, mm-hmm. right? Like, is she going to drag out like a matador, matador cape <laughs>
2: or something
0: yeah. like that? No, none of that, but yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't hate this song either, but uh, it's currently, what would you, what would you actually, no, I want to ask Ava, what would you have worn? So this is like, it's got a real, it's got a female protagonist. She's macho. She's female macho. So she's facho and uh, she's bringing it. What would you, what would you have chosen for this?
2: I would have worn a powerful color, maybe like a deep red, like just, is that what she wore? Yeah,
1: <laughs> but I do remember her wearing white.
2: Yeah, probably like deeper colors, for sure. Maybe not a skirt, like more.
0: Yeah, Eurovision loves a cat suit, by the way. Yeah, Eurovision like loves maybe... a spangled a spangled
2: cat suit. So yeah. maybe this was the moment for a spangled cat suit. I don't know. I feel like that's probably what I would have worn, like a nice power suit, like if strong, bringing it.
1: Yeah, I think it would have been interesting to show the lines there too, because um, if it is powerful, usually you can get some nice angles going on the costuming. Oh, uh, to accentuate that.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Spain currently at number five with the bookies, yeah, um, with a 4% chance of winning. I don't think it's going to happen, but that's all right. Um, And I forgot to say about Luke Black, currently 16th in the running with a 1% chance of winning. And we have one more to talk about. Oh, Portugal. My favorite of this group. <laughs> this is my favorite. Absolutely, today. hands down, my favorite of this group. Uh, what did you both think about Portugal?
2: I really liked this one. I liked the costumes. I liked the lighting. I liked the song. The whole vibe of Portugal's performance was great. Um, a lot of people don't like Mimi Cat. Uh, Mimi cat is
0: not a, an overwhelming favorite. What would you both change? This to me has Broadway vibes. And I wonder if that's going to offend some viewers, right? It's got a, like what cabaret. It's a little bit cabaret yeah, for yeah. me, but I, but I, but I get what they're trying to do. So I like it.
1: Yeah. No, I don't know what I would change. I mean, as far as costuming goes, I actually do really. Cause they had, I think a red, um, for lack of a better word, plofy kind of skirt, um. <laughs>
0: Glued into pants, I think. Yes,
1: yeah, exactly. I think I think it's
0: literally glued into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine.
1: Um, but I don't know. It was fun to me. Like Mm -hmm. it was nice to watch.
2: I know this. This is hard.
1: (laughs) I don't know how they do uh, it. Yeah, getting runners down. Impressive.
0: What you mean for uh, the national selection? How they chose this act?
1: Well, the national selection, and obviously, as like Levar, or
0: finally, yeah. Oh yeah, I think this. I give this. I don't know what chances so you know you'll have your semi-final one half the acts get through to the finals semi-final two half the acts get through to the finals um portugal is for me a powerhouse they won in 2017 which a song with a song that i love but a lot of people don't it was like a jazz standard and a lot of people called it a lullaby and they didn't really like it Mm -hmm. i loved it so that brought eurovision to portugal which is of course a big a big thing for the portuguese um last year they had a group called Maro, which was amazing. They just had five singers singing towards each other. So they're in a very quiet song. So their backs were to the audience, oh, wow. Um, which was a choice, um, a really great song though, really a quiet song, which is not what you want to hear in a venue that large. I mean, it's, it's, they made an impression, right? right so it was very they, they did, did a really good job. Else. Yeah. yeah. So, and yes, absolutely. And this is the opposite of that, right? They've come in this year with, with this thing I, again, I love it because I like things that are strange, but I don't know. Let's see where we are now. How I don't think that Mimi Cat's going to make it out of the semifinals.
1: Yeah. I'm, I thought it was you nice. It out first. of four that we had looked at, I did think this one was among the top two. Um, for me, yeah. I want to say it, the top two were. This either... is top
0: two for you. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Hold on. I'm going to check it out. 27th out of 37. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I hope you good. make it Mimi Cat. Uh, m- much love to Mimi Cat. I hope she makes it. Yeah. I think a lot of Eurovision fans, at least I do, I like hearing Portuguese language because um, it's such a lovely, you know, you get a lot of English and French and, in, um, in Eurovision. All right, that nearly closes us out. I am wondering if you will take a quiz I've set up. I've devised this quiz this year um, to gauge a... An acts tackiness level uh it's called the camp quiz and i'm seeing whether taste level equals success okay. at eurovision Done. all right so i've got 15 questions uh and again listeners can complete this for semi-final one semi-final two and the grand final so you can you can go ahead and do a quiz for three acts please do because if a lot of people don't take the quiz i mean i need a lot of people to take the quiz for it to be statistically significant. So, we're going to do this for cha-cha-cha. The, please give me a score from one to 10, one being don't agree, 10 being fully agree. We ready? Yeah. (laughs) Cha-cha-cha. Question one, this act feels exaggerated. Eight. Yeah, eight. Okay. I'm drawn to this act, but I'm also slightly offended by it.
1: Also eight. Six. Okay.
0: This act feels both serious and frivolous.
1: Seven.
0: I was going to go eight. There is a high level of artifice, theater, strong visual aesthetic in this act.
2: Nine. Sorry, I keep judging.
0: (laughs) No, no. This act feels earnest and honest to me. They are serious about what they are trying to do. It feels a bit innocent.
2: That's like a two.
1: I'm at a four on that one.
0: This act understands that being means playing a role. Life is theater.
1: Eight.
0: Seven. Okay. This act feels ambitious and or extravagant.
2: Ten.
1: Yeah, nine.
0: (laughs) I think this act sees itself as a serious Eurovision act, but it's a bit too much. Nine. Seven. Logan, you with a seven. Are you with a seven there? Fair enough. There's a big sense of fantasy in this act. Five.
1: Six. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, These artists are characters. I get a very strong and or concentrated idea of who they are.
2: Three. I'm say five.
1: Okay,
0: big question here. The main singers demonstrate an ultra-feminine or ultra-masculine se-
2: sexuality. Seven. Ooh, that's hard. I'll go with a five. Okay. There's
0: only three more questions, okay. I think. Uh, this act feels playful and anti-serious.
2: Nine. It feels playful, right?
1: It feels very serious to me. So... Seri-
2: oh, it feels serious Okay. Yeah,
0: this happens in Eurovision. <laughs> uh I don't I don't think this act cares about trying to be refined or in good taste.
1: A four.
0: Okay. Uh, this act isn't mean or cynical.
2: Five. I'm going to the middle.
1: <laughs> Five for seven.
0: All right so um just for listeners i didn't make these questions up myself these have been um adopted from an american academic called susan sontag who wrote um a um lovely paper in night in the 60s about what it means to be campy and these come from her rules and so i'm just seeing whether her camp level matches uh matches actual results thank you very much so i think um if i had to say uh you know, cha 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 is probably what probably an overall eight on the camp on the camp scale, mm-hmm. seven eight. We're yeah. somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah. yeah, we'll see whether that whether that means success. Yeah, excellent. Uh, thank you very much for being here. But I want to know if you have anything to plug. Uh, I would like to plug before we start. You are Olympic hopefuls. I encourage every single person. To go and look at the acts that we've talked about, your uh, your routines, they will be in the show notes. So definitely go go look at Brittany, go look at Hunger Games, go look at River Dance, River Dance, River Dance. Thank you. And you also have a GoFundMe for for the Olympics. Three, so yeah. first let's plug that and then we'll talk about if you have
2: any other plugs.
1: No, I, I think that kind of covers everything.
2: Yeah, we have a YouTube channel or on Instagram. Twitter. Yeah.
1: No, feel free to Always reach out, or specifically,
2: yeah. If anybody has any questions for us, just
1: yeah, ask us. Taking suggestions as well. If you guys have any ideas for what you'd like to see performed,
2: like like in a couple seasons, like any ideas, we love to hear them. So, and what are your
0: timelines look like right now for competing? Like, what are you concentrated on right now, and when do you start worrying about the Olympics? And the answer to that's probably like what since birth. Yeah, yes. that's right.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, so Olympics are always kind of on our mind. We want to be on the right trajectory, so it's kind of figuring out what competitions we need to do. Right now, we're mainly focused on getting our performances and programs mm-hmm. ready.
2: Oh, uh, because um, we start competing in it's June. It's June and July. Yeah. Excellent, which means donate. That's yes, what that please. means. Thank you. No, 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 no I, I'm,
0: I'm sure that listeners Any friend of Riverdance Is a friend of Eurovision yeah. Song Context listenership So yeah So that's it Please listeners Go take the quiz If you can And you've heard All the questions So you'll know How your song will rank We want to know And um, yeah Good luck also To to the listeners To whoever Your preferred song is Thank you so much. Thank you Thank you That's it for Eurovision Song Context for the moment. We normally release an episode on the 12th of every month. The Doozeth. However, next month in May, we may release a little bit early because the Doozeth corresponds with... The Eurovision Grand Final. May the best song win. You can find us on the podcast app of your choice. You can find show notes in the description of this episode and on our website at Eurovision song I'm also on Twitter at ESC Context if you want to say hi. Our music is Buckeye Bonsai by Vans in Japan.